Mr. Tic Tac Omar is about to join us. Here he is. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's hey. going on, buddy? Oh, you know, just you know, this the the usual stuff. You know, getting over Adam Brooks getting waved. So that, that's great. <laughs> but you know, there 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 are, there are better things. Yeah, there there are better things to, to get upset about. You know, it's, it's the Leafs after all, right? No, for sure. Well, thanks for joining us on this uh, Leafs preview show. Obviously, a good lineup tonight. But I wanted to get you on. You're you're kind of a guy that gets everything caught by the moment. And uh, I wanted to ask you about the other night to jump right into her. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev goes down. Um, you know, everybody else kind of thought it was a harmless play, but you had it right like that. What's it like capturing those moments and kind of being, I guess, like the uh, the go-to guy to find things? It used to be Flintor, but now it's definitely mm-hmm. you. So what's it like to capture those moments and have everybody feedback off of you? Um, yeah, it definitely is cool. And I, I think the, the thing that that's great about it is that um, generally when it comes to moments like what happened with Mikheyev, there are a lot of question marks. Um, you generally you'll just see a, a tweet from like one of the insiders or like, like like Christian Schultzen or Elliot Friedman or or Chris Johnson that just says, you know, blank player isn't on isn't on the um, isn't on the bench. And then everyone's like, oh, what happened? What happened? Uh, so it, it's nice to be able to, get, I guess, uh, give Leafs fans um, that kind of insight into like, hey, here's what happened or here's possibly um, what could have happened here. And and to your point, James, like it, it did, did look like a kind of like a nothing play. Uh, you definitely do see him kind of fall over the boards. But then when you get the replay and you see he zooms in, you definitely see him land on his hand. And then now we learned just recently that um, he broke his thumb. He's going to be out for, um, I think, minimum eight weeks. So uh, it definitely is, is cool to kind of help um, help out Leafs Twitter and Leafs fans who – you know who may may not be watching the game at the time, or who maybe who who missed something, who misses something, and they can kind of uh, come and get a get a view of it there. Um, but yeah, and no no one can replace uh, Flinter. He's a you know he was he was a god as far as uh, uh, making uh, gifts and capturing those moments. Um, so I'm I'm happy that I'm able to kind of step in and uh, and help out these fans there. No, for sure. So you look at the season. What is one thing you're looking forward to? Obviously, we all know how last year ended and the city was burning. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> is, uh, is burning with a different fire right now. Everybody's kind of happy to have the Leafs back, obviously. And we and Josh were just talking about it off the top. People got to wrap their heads around. This is an 82-game grind this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, people freaking out about the Austin Matthews injury. But you really need to understand there's 82 games. It's a different slog than the 56. Uh, you have more time. You can make up different things when injuries happen. But for you, what are you looking forward to out of this squad? And, you know, now that the city's kind of not on fire, what, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I'm just I'm just interested to see how how they handle the the highs and how they handle the lows. And when I say that is because when watching the, the Leafs All or Nothing um, documentary, one thing that kind of bothered me was how overly confident they seemed. Now, obviously, it made sense because they wound up winning, winning the North Division. But just, just I, you, it's it's tough not to see that, that I guess that overconfidence and be like, yeah, you know, maybe that kind of that's what that's what kind of happened in the playoffs. Maybe you know the the Habs humbled them a little bit. Um, and you know, during during the regular season, there are moments where they just didn't have their game. They kind of let games you know let slip out of their fingers. So I think what I'm interested to see is. Because before I, I didn't care about the regular season, I was like they can go eighty two and zero, and I wouldn't care until they get to the playoffs. But I'm actually interested to see if they if they legitimately take the regular season seriously every single game, whether it's a game in October or if it's a random February on a Tuesday night at five o'clock. Do are they taking every single game seriously, and how are they going about winning their games? 
Are they still trying to go for the highlight reel plays? Or do they realize that, like, we need to score some garbage goals here, here or there? Or we need to kind of, you know, step up for our goaltender. We need to do some of those extra little things that are so important in the playoffs. And they've seen it firsthand. And I think the, the best thing about Keith, and again, going back to the documentary, is from the, from the beginning of the season, he was saying, hey, we're winning games, but we're not winning them the right way. You know, there are moments where the game should be over and we let the opponent creep back in. And then instead of winning 5-1, we're winning 6-5, right? When the, when the other the opposition had no business being there. So I think it would be interesting that Sheldon Keefe now can, can pinpoint those moments and say, hey, hey, we're not necessarily playing the way you want to play. Do you remember what happened last year? Do I need, do I need to show up on the screen? We're up 3-1 and then we lost. So I think that'll be interesting to see is, is how energized and how motivated and serious the players take this season because it definitely seems as if they're really trying to communicate this kind of um last dance this is our last opportunity with them with the at least the core four or maybe some others morgan Riley doesn't have a deal jack campbell doesn't have a deal right so it, this could be the last opportunity for a lot of these players that have been leased for so long to actually get something done so that's i think that's what i'm going to be interested to see is uh how they how they go about the course of the season what's I'm your thinking- Sorry, James. What's your uh, what's kind of the temperature check on the the fan base on Twitter? Because I'm on there quite a bit. I imagine you're on there mm-hmm. a lot more than I am. <laughs> uh, just kind of checking in with everything, current trends and comments and all that. What's this fan base feeling like right now? Because from what I'm seeing, there's a lot of overreactions and very few level-headed people. Is that just my feed? I need to reevaluate who I'm following, or is, does that seem to be the general consensus? Yeah, that is kind of the general consensus. I think when I think when it because um, overall, when it comes to the Leafs, is Murphy's Law, right? Whatever can go wrong does go wrong, and I think I think what happened last year really really enhanced that to the sense that the smallest things we we Leafs fans are kind of creating all of these like all of these fantasy narratives. Like, you know, like Adam Brooks gets waived, gets claimed, and people are freaking out. Like, oh, he could have played this many minutes. He could have he could have been the third line center in these situations. And it's like, or maybe let's just trust the players we have in front of us. And I think that's the big thing is that Leafs fans do not trust this team. Last year, our walls were down. We were all in. We were like, this is going to be the uh, the easiest path to the conference final in, in years. And we, we let our walls down and we were just slapped in the face. So I think because our walls are back up, um, any little thing that takes place, there's overreaction to it. And any good things that take place, we're not necessarily willing to say, hey, that was a good thing. It's like, a, okay, that was good, but go win around. Or that was good, okay, but do it in the playoffs, right? Um, Michael Bunting had a great preseason. Okay, well, let's see how he does in the regular season, or let's see how he does in the, in this sense. Andre Kasha's looked okay. Okay, well, let's see how he does here. Jack Campbell, Peter Mrazic, they've looked pretty solid so far. Okay, well, let's see how they do in in December. So I think there's there's an apprehension there's apprehension to really. Um, uh, trust what the team is 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 uh, is kind of doing, and and trust that it's actually going to be sustainable because we've never seen it. You know, the Leafs, you know, historically have been very streaky, where they're good for 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 some stretches, they're bad for stretches, and then they kind of maybe have like a lull period. So I think it's the the overall just lack of lack of trust that fans have in the team that's really uh, leading to a lot of the overreactions that we're seeing on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Like the biggest overreaction today was to the Adam Brooks being claimed by yeah. Montreal. 
yeah I, I i don't know like i said i said before we had you on he's like at the end of the day guys he's a replacement level player who yep. can probably grab somebody on waivers to be better than or at least replace what he was mm. bringing so and he yeah. wasn't bringing much because he wasn't playing games so i don't yeah. know why everybody was freaking out about it yeah exactly or even call someone up where they there are a lot of Mar like yeah. the marley's are stacked right now there are a lot mm -hmm. of marley's who you could argue can step in the nhl right now Right. So yeah. like, yeah, losing Adam Brooks for nothing sucks just because and again, it kind of goes back to last year as well. How like we lost Jimmy VC and, 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 um, and Trey and, um, and, uh, and, and Brody and stuff, not Brody, sorry, Bodie. Yes. Um, so, uh, so it kind of goes into that, but yeah, there, there are a lot of replacement players that you can just call up and to your point, you know, Adam Brooks was that, and you know, yeah. sucks that he couldn't kind of do more with his opportunity, but you know, there, are, you know, if it comes down to the least winning a playoff series, it's not going to be because of Adam Brooks, right? It's going to well, be because, it's, yeah, it's going to be because of the big four. Uh, so, it's it's the Toronto effect, right? Like, yeah, I, 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 you see it with these big markets. Like, I saw a, a, a poll today where NHL writer, it was on NHL.com, where this was an example of it, where NHL writers were voting on the Calder for, at the beginning of the year, and they had Cole Caulfield at like seventy votes and Trevor Zegers at forty-five. And I took yeah. it out and I, I said, if Trevor Zegers played in Montreal and Cole Caulfield was in Anaheim, this would be reversed. Yep, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So we look at this season coming into it, and we say, okay, that goaltending tandem of Mrazek and Campbell. And I made the uh, the joke earlier about Bardown saying that Mrazek is a uh, six plus sixteen hundred to win the uh, the Vesna with the Leafs, and those tweets are already coming out. What oh, pressure boy. do you think is on this uh, this tandem already? Uh, Mrazek obviously hasn't played for the Maple Leafs yet. Campbell has no deal for Campbell. Uh, obviously wants to play for one. Loves being here by all accounts. How, what pressure do you think is on this tandem this year? And how hard do you think Sheldon Keefe one, rides one guy over the other? He's already split the first two games up. Obviously, it's a back-to-back. -back, mm -hmm. But what do you see it being? Do you see it being Campbell's crease and his opportunity to run with it? Or is he going to go back and forth until someone says, hey, this is my ball and I'm going to run with it? Yeah, I think it, I think that's kind of going to be the plan. I think they're they're going to hope to to obviously have Mrazek and Campbell uh, support each other, but also to have some of uh, some of that um, competition, but not competition in the sense where you know you feel like every decision you do in the net is is, is criticized and that kind of uh, reduces your play. But hopefully, it's just like you know. Uh, Campbell can have a, a good night, and then Mrazic will watch Campbell have a good night. And be like, okay, so I have to be on my game, and then vice versa. I think as far as the pressure goes, definitely the pressure is on Campbell because you know he's the one who doesn't have a deal, right? Like Mrazic has two years after this season, whereas Campbell is, is heading into a UFA season where he hasn't necessarily signed a long-term uh, deal with the team, and his trajectory into the NHL has been so shaky as it is. But it, it definitely is looking like he's kind of starting to shape himself out as a, as a solid goaltender maybe not a number one yet or maybe not a number one at all but i think he can see this season as a, as a year where it's like i can really define who i am not only on the lease but around the league so i think there's more pressure there and then yeah i think what keith is going to do and i think what he's going to do with a lot of players not just the goaltending is say like hey whoever is playing well is going to get the taps they're going to get the opportunities to play and if you're not playing well then you're out you're going to sit and i think that's that's what so i think that's something that that Keith wanted to do last season but again you know the, the injury to, to Tavares was so was so bad and it just it was so um and it was just really really i guess i guess handcuffed Keith into what what he could do now granted i think there are some other things he could have he could have done but you know that's just you know semantics at, at this point but i think i think Keith is really going to have that that perspective heading into this, this season as whoever is is getting results for us is going to play 
right? So you look at like outside of goaltending, you look at that left side where you know with Richie and Bunting and well before with Mikaya before he got injured and um and Kerfoot and you could theoretically slot them in any position, even Engvall as well, right? But no one is necessarily locked into a position right now, and they can they could all either play up into the lineup or play themselves down. Right, like, like pure Engvall was literally probably not even going to be on the team. Maybe they, 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 maybe they do some something to, or maybe they something else would work out where he wouldn't be an NHL regular. But then you know he plays really well in the, in the preseason. Okay, well that's a different story. So now players like Michael Bunting really need to kind of you know make sure that you're actually stepping up, stepping on your game, and actually producing because I think Keith isn't really isn't afraid to reward the players who are playing well and and um and bring down the players who are not playing well or may or at the same time are being a liability, right? And the prime example of that is we look at the blue line where it looks like Timothy Lilligren is gonna is gonna play in that season opener ahead of Travis Dermott. Now, before you would think, okay, well, usually the tie goes to the veteran, but Lilligren has had a better preseason than Dermott, and he's getting rewarded for it. So I think that speaks to what Keith's mentality is going to is going to be heading into the season when it comes to overall who plays, but especially when it comes to the goaltending. I think if I think he'll allow Campbell and Mirazic to kind of battle and challenge each other, but if one goaltender is definitely getting the results, and that goaltender is going to play. No, one hundred percent. Well, before I let you go tonight. There, Mr. Gif of all gifts. Um, <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs this season, I want to ask you, um, do you see them finishing first in the Atlantic? I asked that question because Boston, with their goaltending situation, no Tuka Rask, relying on Linus Allmark. I see Josh making the face. And then, obviously, you have Chris. Sorry, I, I, I thought you were going to say Boston was going to finish first because <laughs> no, of no, no, goaltending. No. no, no, no. Then you have uh, Tampa Bay. Obviously, you cannot discount the fact that they went deep twice. Yeah. They lost their entire third line. Um, the Stanley Cup hangover in an 82-game season slog is uh, definitely going to be something. So I want to ask you, do the Maple Leafs have a legitimate chance of being number one in the Atlantic Division? I mean, yes, but at the same time, again, it's the Murphy's Law thing that kind of that kind of creeps up. Is like, you know, what can go wrong? Right, you know, who knows if the Leafs get hit with a whole bunch of a whole bunch of injuries, or who knows if if they they end up not being able to to overcome um, a lot of those issues from last season. And and then and the thing that I guess that we really need to think about is how good the Atlantic Division is, and how many how many teams can be very very annoying. Like yeah, you already mentioned Boston and Tampa. The Florida Panthers got better, right? Well, um, well let's park that one there because yeah. uh, when I when I see. Uyghur, Ekblad, Forsling, Gudis, Nudavara, Montour on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly quaking in my space boots. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. You, sh- you, absolutely. Should, you should be with Uyghur and Ekblad. Mm. That top one's yeah. great, but then your bottom next four, are not so. Uh, I'm not so worried about that. Yeah, not for sure. But if, if Spencer Knight decides to freaking shut the door on you every single game, Right, like if he's if he's as good as many people are projecting him to be, and the Florida Panthers they can score goals. So if you can score goals and not allow not allow, allow many, obviously you know your goaltender will have to be overworked. That could that could squeeze out a couple wins here or there, right? Like you know we've seen it with Montreal for years. Montreal has never been a, a fantastic team from top to bottom, but they've been able to score goals and they've got great goaltending. So it's like so obviously. On paper, yeah, you definitely looks like the Leafs are a top three team. But I think that's why this season is so important is because not only are the regular season games important, also the regular season games are going to be difficult or at least harder than they than they might expect, right? Montreal will still try to win games. 
Ottawa's going to try to win games, even though they don't have Brady Kachuk yet, right? A lot of those teams are going to be trying to win games. Those wildcard spots could theoretically go right to, me- to Metro teams. The Metro division is stacked. The Rangers are the Rangers are, are looking to take a step. The Islanders are still good. Washington's still good, right? So it, it may end up being five Metro teams and then only five Metro teams where two are taking the wildcard spots and then only three Atlantic, Atlantic spots and that's it. That's that's kind of scary to, to look at. So it just depends on whether the players have legitimately learned from last year. That's what it's going to come down to. We can talk about how many goals Matthews is going to score. They can talk about how many points Marner is going to get. We can talk about Tavares and Nylander being a great, a great duo on that second line. But it just comes down to whether the players remember and whether they actually mean mean what they say. And we, they say a lot of things after every single playoff collapse. These are lessons. These are lessons. These are growing pains. We need to we need to learn and move on from this. Okay, well now is the time. Like now, this is the season to prove if you've actually learned. If they have learned, then I have no qualms. I have no concerns about them this this regular season. But if a lot of those same those same issues that we've seen year after year appear, then it, they it, they may make things harder for themselves than they didn't need to be. But right now, for my gut, I, I I see them I see them being a playoff team for sure. Maybe in that second maybe in that second spot in the Atlantic. But you know who knows when it comes to this team, right? Well, we'll look forward to it all season long. Obviously, you dropping gifts, and hopefully we get you on midway through. I want to say thank you very much for uh, swinging by on the Leafs preview show for Offside tonight. Um, my friend, I can't wait to uh, see you pop out some gifts on Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, no bud. problem. Bye.